you're not a victim. You're doing it. And when you're ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. Hello and welcome to the Humble You Podcast, where we talk all things mind, body, and life. And this podcast features a conversation with Matthias Erickson. Matthias is a lifestyle and transformation coach. He went through his own personal transformation, both physically and mentally. And Matthias, I'm excited to hear your story. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for bringing me on. I'm excited to be here. And before we get into the transformation, I'm, I'm excited to get into this. Uh, I did want to mention that you're from Sweden, um, my first international guest. So this is exciting here on the Humble You podcast. Uh, and the funny thing is later on, I'm actually recording with somebody out of the UK. So today's International Day over here uh, at Humble You. Uh, before we, we talk about that, that personal transformation, again, both physically and mentally, I think that's important to highlight. I'm curious about what life was before this new you. Yeah, so before all of this, I was really struggling with my confidence and my self-worth because um, I wasn't feeling good and I didn't get what I want out of life because um, when I was struggling with my energy and motivation, I used I used to turn to instant gratification and um, that's not the life that I wanted to live. So I got seriously addicted to substances like alcohol, food, porn, and um, it was quite ugly because uh, I didn't allow myself to express those negative emotions and instead of deal dealing with them in a healthy manner, I just turned to those substances as a distraction and um, mm -hmm. that seriously reduced my quality of life and um, I got myself in a, quite a hurdle that I had to pull myself out to. The escape did you, we talked about the video games um, that, yeah. that you started playing. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, because I find that fairly interesting. Yeah, okay. So, uh, video games was something that I always enjoyed, and uh, it was something that I was quite good at, because um, I could play with my friends, and um, it's only, it always gave me like that feeling of accomplishment, which... It's a little bit false because uh, I wasn't really going anywhere. Like I was getting extremely good at the video games. I actually became one of the best in Europe and the world in uh, League of Legends, Hearthstone and Bloodline Champions. So mm. I was quite proud about that, but um, I still wasn't happy, you know, and uh, like I spent so much time like could be 12 hours in one day just playing video games and um, after a while it's just uh, I started getting bored out of it and um, combine that with all the mental and physical damage that I've done to my mind and body like I couldn't take it anymore. Mm. Mm. Did, did you notice at a point that you you know you were getting bored with the video games the partying really wasn't working did you notice uh, more of a mental issue or was it more of a physical or was it really the combination of both that led you to that I guess uh, you know decision to make a difference uh, it was definitely the combination of both because uh, like um, I'm five foot six and uh, I was peaking at 240 pounds like mm. that's pretty huge and um, 
I was struggling to run and uh, also just like the, the mental part of just getting out of the bed in the morning was a struggle for me. So mm. I would definitely say it was a combination of both the physical and mental that got me there. That's interesting because a lot of people when they are feeling, you know, down in life and, and maybe their bodies not looking as, as, as they hope, they don't think about the mind and they're just focused on the body and they don't realize how much the mind plays an impact in that. Yeah in that effect of, of, of really transforming. And we'll get into to, to these details, but um, you were talking about a catalyst when we were talking in our pre-interview that, that kind of helped you push you towards this transformation. What was that catalyst like? So it was just that, like, just like I said in the video games, like, uh, I know that when I put my time and effort into something, I get really good at it. And I'm, I'm kind of like, quick learner so and um, it was just that basically I pretty much had to hit rock bottom before I could start climbing my way up so mm. during those days where I did struggle to get out of bed and I realized that wasn't what I, what I wanted with my life and I always had a strong intuition inside me like telling me I was meant to do so much more in life and I couldn't keep treating myself this way and um, I felt that for quite some times maybe two or three years and uh, at a certain point I just couldn't ignore it anymore and that's when I started taking action towards a healthier lifestyle. Mm. Do you know how long that time frame was of, of battling yourself knowing that you have to make a change but not actually making that change? How long was that I guess we'll call it honeymoon phase of, of trying to get yourself into this new you? I'd say it was um, like the, the initial feeling like something is not right. You have to start fixing yourself like two or three years before I started taking action. And wow. when I like truly felt it, it was yeah. uh, maybe like 100 days because I, I procrastinated a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you with that. Uh, just personally with me, you know, to, to be able to come out and, and share, you know, my, my stories and my experiences and, and, and try to be a coach uh, through Instagram. Um, you know, it took a lot of inner battle of, of, of knowing this is what I needed to do, but this other voice in me kind of holding me back. And I had to wrangle that voice in and say, no, 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 I'm in control. You know, you're not in control. If you're in control, then you're going to take me and life's going to take me on its journey. And that's fine. And a lot of people, you know, they do that. But if you start to build that confidence in yourself that you have a little bit of control and you tame that other voice, um, that's when some power starts to shape your reality. And for you stepping in and finally making that action, what were the first couple weeks or first couple months like of your transformation? Well, they, they were pretty damn powerful, actually, because it was really an initial hurdle. And um, so, so basically, in the beginning, I, I, I started pretty lightly. Like, I wasn't educated about this, but uh, how I went about it actually is a pretty good idea. So basically, I got kind of lucky, <laughs> you can say. But uh, my intuition was just like with starting taking walks and uh, cutting out soda from my diet. And um, it was pretty huge for me because when, when I started taking those walks, like I actually got outside of my room. So 
I spent less time on the video games. I started moving my body. I started taking care of my body and uh, just getting outside and getting some fresh air and all that good stuff. Um, even though it's a pretty minor change that gave me so much. So in the beginning, it was definitely hard for me, but I, uh, I always like got that feedback that what I'm doing is on the right track. So mm. like I always had those feelings of wanting to procrastinate and not taking action, but uh, I was able to overcome that. And when I had actually built those habits, I could just uh, keep on building from them basically. Mm. Did you ever have that connection with nature or walking in nature before this? Um, and, and if not, what led you to, to do that? You said it was sort of maybe that intuition within you, but was there anything else, some reading that you did or anything that led to that? No, it's just that um, in Sweden, we uh, it's like... Um, Oh, we have something called Allemansrätten, uh, which uh, basically means that uh, you can walk uh, anywhere in Sweden as long as it's not like not a privately owned property. Mm. So, like growing up, we always had these like nice vacations where we're going to exotic locations and uh, going fishing and stuff like that. And uh, I always remember I felt great when I was outside and. Uh, yeah, just fishing and taking walks and hikes in nature. Like, there was something inside of me that that spoke to, and uh, I felt like it gave me so much energy. Mm. So I, I, I got that sense on those walks, basically. So, okay, yeah, it's it's, it's amazing walking for me was I don't know even know how I came to it. And that's why I asked that question because through my transformation, you know, I was reading a lot of books and doing a lot of psychology work on myself and trying to get it an understanding of what's going on. But it wasn't until I got out into nature and started walking and I don't know what led me to it. I really don't, you know, I really think it's just my intuition. Um, yeah. Just going out, it was it was not only the connection and, and the energy that I was feeling and just grounding myself um, to, to, the, to, to nature, but, what I started noticing is is mentally my head was a lot clearer. And not only that, but I was getting almost sort of like information fed to me. It was like these these information downloads, I call them, where you know I'll be walking and then all of a sudden all these thoughts come up and I got to pull out my phone and start writing it down before I lose it. I'm wondering if you had the same experience. Yeah, very much. And um, I, I really like what you're saying there because there really is something when we're walking in nature and... Uh, you can call them downloads or whatever you want, but it's it's just like it just hits you out of nowhere, and just like you're saying, it's like genius, and you just want to tap out your phone and write down so you don't forget it. So I can definitely resonate to that, and um, that combined with just getting some time without the noise for just quality reflection, because I was able to on all these walks, I was able to reflect on what my life was lo looking like right now, and what I wanted it to look like instead. Mm. So is that the next step? You know, you started walking in nature, you cut off a little bit of that sugar from soda. Uh, what was the next step? Is is that the next step, personal reflection, or was there anything else that kind of pushed you along the way? So the thing was that um, with cutting out walks, uh, cutting out soda and taking walks, um, I was able to lose about, uh, I think it was almost 50 pounds. Wow. Yeah, and um, 
that was obviously huge for me and I was very very well on my way to a healthy weight and um, I started feeling so much better you know and um, started having less headaches headaches <laughs> and um, I wasn't struggling to get out of bed anymore mm-hmm. so that was just huge for me but um, at that way at that weight I kind of started uh, I wasn't really progressing anymore in my weight loss so I started searching for some answer to how I could uh, keep up my results. And um, I didn't really have to search for that long because recently I had uh, I just started my first job. And uh, one of my coworkers was uh, a body- bodybuilding enthusiast. So he was really knowledgeable on like lifting weights and nutrition. And uh, I just expressed uh, to, to him what uh, I have done, basically, and obviously had seen a little bit of my transformation, and he was happy to help me out. And um, he basically put me on a meal plan and a training program. And, oh, a uh, diet and a training pro- program, you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And um, I ba- basically just mindlessly followed that, and uh, that's got me really hooked because... As I kept following this program, I started losing weight. I started building muscle and that was huge for my confidence and mm. everything that I had de- developed. And um, I just kept building on that and I started feeling so much better. So yeah. my body was just giving me the feedback, like you're on the right track, keep on going. And uh, it just started snowballing from there. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing how you said that because a lot of people, they're looking for that quick fix, you know, quick weight loss drug, quick diet, but it's really like you have to build that foundation. And if you're not continually building this foundation of strength, when something happens or you're having a bad mood and it's built on a few little rocks, the whole thing's going to get wiped out and you're going to be back at ground level. But if you're building and building and building off each other and you build that strength, yeah, you might fall down a little bit but you're only going to fall, you know, just halfway maybe or, or a quarter of the way, and then you're going to go right back up. I don't know if you've, you've witnessed that through your transformation, but at least I did. I noticed that there was like certain levels and then you would kind of plateau and then you kind of jump up another level. And without that building, you know, I've seen people get wiped out. They think they're, they're, they're on this path and they're feeling great. And then one thing happens and it's, it's, it's back at zero. Um, another question I'm wondering about is your friend who helped you with the diet and with the program for exercise, did he tailor it individually for you or was it a broad program that he kind of puts everybody through? Uh, he tailored it uh, to me, but uh, he, he wasn't a coach or anything like that, but he had been working uh, with several coaches himself. So he had a really good knowledge and uh, I'm pretty sure he's better than some of the coaches out there. So he, he has some really good knowledge, but he's not a coach uh, himself personally. Okay. And yes, he's tailored to my specific needs. Yeah, I was wondering because it's, you know, a lot of people, again, they, they, they're looking for that one diet and, and we're all individuals with different bodies. And I think it's really important to see yourself as an individual that should be curious about what their body needs and what their body doesn't need and how their body reacts to certain foods because, a certain food for me may affect me differently than you based off our chemistry. Um, and I think that's an important factor in somebody that's going through some kind of transformation. Yeah. I think that it's definitely something crucial to actually find what works for you. And that's something that I want to emphasize. Like 
there's going to be lots of things that people can relate to from my journey, but I, I really want to emphasize like putting the focus on sustainability and finding what actually works for you. And that ties right into that building, you know, off each other and really building yeah. that strength. So you're, you, you, you go through this program now where you're actually actually, so instead of just walking, which you were only walking before, right? Uh, with the yeah. 50 pounds that you lost. See, that should be something that maybe people listening to, it's like, wow, he just walked and cut one thing out of his diet and he lost 50 pounds. How long were you walking? We'll, we'll get past this, but I love walking. How long were you walking each day? Some people walk for six hours. Some people just an hour. Was there a specific time? or? Uh, it was a little bit about uh, like one, on, one hour and a half for like um, four to seven days a week. Wow. It's not a lot at all, folks. So yeah, if you're looking to start that weight loss, just get walking out in nature and maybe cut out one or two of the sweets in your diet. Yeah. And I really feel like the weight loss is going to be amazing, but also like the clarity and quality of life that's going to do for you, especially if you have nature nearby. So mm. just want to yeah. emphasize that. So alrighty, you're, you're, you're now starting to exercise. You're starting to really take care of your diet. Um, I guess we'll hone in on that diet. What was different in that diet that he presented you that, you know, you had to go through and was it difficult or was it an easy transition, uh, transition to the new diet? Um, it was pretty easy. Um, so, so the thing was that, uh, he basically gave me a meal plan and, for people that don't know, a meal plan is basically something that's very straightforward. So you eat the same thing every day. And the, the, the meal plan that he gave to me was, uh, it was basically porridge and uh, a protein shake as uh, breakfast. Then um, a couple of hours later, I was supposed to have a protein shake and uh, lunch was chicken and rice. And couple of hours later after that, I would have another protein shake. And uh, in the evening, I would have some minced meat and rice. So that was, um, I followed that for, I think, nine months with wow. one, with one <laughs> weekly sheet meal. And that is not, not something that I would recommend to anyone, but yeah. uh, that's what I did for throughout this process. Was it difficult to, to stick to that diet or did you notice after a few weeks that your body kind of got used to it? I'm a pretty determined person and I saw the results. So I didn't really have a problem sticking to that approach, but uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, I was pretty close to developing an eating disorder uh, following mm. that. So like I said, it's not something that I recommend because it's just like eating the same thing every day and just having this, uh, weekly sheet meal. And the thing about the sheet meal is, is that you go throughout the week eating these foods that are not like super tasty. And then you're like visualizing having this hamburger or pizza throughout the week. Mm. What's kind of crazy is that as time went by, like the visualization part of like preparing and planning for this meal started like producing more dopamine or like sense of reward and actually having the meal itself. So yeah, that's pretty dangerous because I wasn't really enjoying that meal and I wasn't really enjoying my diet. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, it's funny that you're talking about this because recently I've been really watching how, how foods affect my body. 
And yeah. the way that I like to eat is I like to eat whole foods. I like to eat as much organic as I can, um, but I don't have a specific diet. You know, I just don't eat very carby things. I, I, I keep things very green. Um, you know, I'll have some chicken. I have a little bit of red meat here and there. I love fish. Um, yep. But what I notice is if I'm doing a couple of weeks of just really great eating, you know, healthy whole foods, and then I have one cup of ice cream, it's unbelievable the what the brain kind of does. It, it's like an addiction because I notice that my brain's saying, hey, go get something else or you're hungry. You want some more. And I could, I could just see it happen. And I'm like, wow, one cup of ice cream can wipe out a whole couple of weeks of, of eating great. Um, I didn't know if, if you've had the same experience. Yeah, for sure. And um, I feel like I have addictive type of personality because I, I just like you said, when, when you're taking that like one cup of ice cream and it's like those signals like, yeah, this is great. Go get more like those uh, signals are extremely strong for me. So mm-hmm. I really feel like you're on pretty solid. Uh, I think that your diet is pretty damn solid and just like you said I think it just comes down to awareness and like because when I started eating pretty similar to you like focusing on whole foods and um, mostly organic like I feel great I perform great and if I go to have some ice cream I'll I won't feel that great and it will usually be just like the signal that my body infinitely wants more so even if I have a couple of scoops, like I won't feel satisfied. It's just that my body wants more. So I know there's people out there that can like have some and then they're content. I think that's awesome. But sadly, I'm not that type of person. So I just prefer to reduce it completely. Yeah, no, definitely. And not only just not after you eat the sugar, but even like a couple of days after I noticed that it's still lingering, um, especially the next day for me. Did you notice that lingering effect through the days? Or was it uh, just afterwards? Not really, but uh, I, I noticed like mm, after I'm having those types of sugars, I lo- notice that like, like my my skin starts itching, and uh, I notice it in even my like breathing gets affected. So mm-hmm. I think it's just really cr- crucial to pay attention to those kinds of feedback because it's just your body like telling you that <laughs> this is not the way to go about it. Please, yeah. And you don't have to do a quick cut. You can kind of slow yourself into a new diet and start cutting things out one by one and, and kind of easing your body into that uh, because our taste buds actually change and adapt. So if we start feeding it you know, healthier foods at first, it might be like, hey, this isn't great. This doesn't taste great. But after a couple of weeks, at least I've noticed it, it's like you know, things start to taste a little better and our, our, our taste buds adapt to what we're feeding it. Um, and then that's like kind of playing off what you said. Once you have that sugar, it's like an explosion because it's really not used to all those flavors. And it's like, whoa. But then the counterpoint, which is more of a positive, if you are eating maybe, you know, a little bit light and then you have a nice, a good meal, you know, like like chicken and, and rice and, and broccoli and, and just like a nice meal with a lot of flavor, you're going to appreciate it more because you've been, you know, you've been not feeding yourself big meals all the time. You're going to really appreciate it. And I think building appreciation towards your food um, is, is a great practice too. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I just want to dive into a couple of things that you said. So it's very new to the science, but there's actually starting to come out researches, resources that basically in our guts, um, the food that we're eating gets stored. So basically if you're having ice cream, 
some of that's going to get stored in the gut and it's going to send signals that you want the same food. And that obviously doesn't just work for ice cream. That's also going to work for vegetables and organic foods, whatever it might be. And the more you consume these things, it's actually the more your body is essentially going to like it. So mm. I had that same experience that you're talking about. Like I started doing these uh, shakes where I put a bunch of uh, vegetables and fruits together with some protein powder. Didn't taste that great in the start, but now I have one every day and it's the meal that I enjoy enjoy the most and taste the best for me. Yeah. That's funny you say that. Sometimes I'll eat something. I'm like, oh, this is so good. You got to try it. And they'll be like, oh, you think this is good? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's yummy for me. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So then, uh, all right. So the second part, more of the exercise and, 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 and um, you know, building muscle and, and weightlifting. Did you do some weightlifting, you said? Yeah, exactly. That was the main component of my training. Okay, what was that experience like? Was it tough to get yourself working out when it really wasn't something that, that you were used to in your, in your lifestyle? Yeah, it was quite tough because uh, just like I said, uh, I had a lot of issues with my self-confidence and my self-work. So it was really hard for me to actually get to the doom because um, I had all these like uh, negative thoughts and... Uh, I was basically projecting a lot of things onto the gym. So I thought that if I went to mm. the gym, I would be judged for like not being slim or like having some excess body fat. So that actually held, held me back for quite a while. But uh, I realized that he, he basically put this program together for me and uh, I had to give it a try. So I managed to overcome those uh, anxious thoughts. And when I went to the gym, I realized it wasn't that bad at all. So. It's like that, you know, the, 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 the cliff that you're looking at and, and, and everyone's jumping off it and you're scared and you're like, oh, I can't do it, but it looks yeah. fun. And then you finally jump off and you're like, let's go, let's go. I want to do it again. Uh, you know, that's that same experience. It's amazing how the mind can really play, full, play a trick on you and, and, and play into that fear. Yeah. Did and you notice when you were there that you were, I guess, worried about people looking at you and maybe you weren't the best at first, you know, lifting the most weight at first, was that bothering you? Or when you got in there, you were kind of hyper-focused and just on your game? Uh, I was quite focused, but uh, I'm not going to lie. Like uh, in the start, I wasn't really sure how to perform all the exercises mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So uh, one thing that really worked out for me in my favor, and I'm actually going to recommend this to anyone that is uh, hesitant to trying out the gym is just, Make sure that you go with a friend that has experience or hire a trainer because uh, for me personally, I had a friend who's, he, he had been lifting for like three years. So he basically knew everything inside and out. And um, he was kind enough to start working out together with me. So he basically showed me how everything is done and stuff like that. So I recommend either having a friend like that or obviously hiring a, hiring a trainer. So. But the, there was obviously sessions where he, we couldn't go together. And um, on those sessions, I was always like, or in the beginning, I should say, I was insecure about what if people were judging me, if I was doing something wrong. And like, silly things like if a girl lifted before me and I had to like lower the weight compared to what she lifted, like, those things <laughs> play on my head. 
Oh, that's so funny. But that's normal, you know? I, I yeah. feel you with that. Um, there's always that that worry about people's judgments. Um, so you're in the gym, you're, you're doing your diet. Were there any setbacks at this point on your journey? Were there any, uh, you know, moments that, that were really difficult that may have uh, taken you back a few steps? Or were you kind of continually pushing forward? I was continually pushing forward and I was having really good momentum, but there was always like some times of hardship and it wasn't like extremely difficult times, but uh, just having that f feeling in, you talked about it in the beginning, like having that, uh, that voice in your head that uh, wants to sabotage, wants to get back into old habits, what's comfortable. Um, I had that inside me and uh, obviously some days it was stronger than others. So that prevented me from uh, taking action on some days. But uh, that was really one thing that I did really good. And I was pretty kind to myself in the sense that I wasn't expecting myself to be perfect about this. Like I knew that as long as I kept moving forward and taking consistent action, that would be good enough. And uh, that combined with seeing the results really helped me out. So mm. I knew like, even if I had these challenging days and moments where I didn't like eat perfectly or I didn't get my workout in, I, I just knew that as long as I'm consistent at taking action, I will get through this. Okay. And then there's no end, you know, you, you, you do all the work, but there's no real end. I was going to ask like, okay, so what was the, there is no conclusion because this is just a, a continual sustainable um, process that you have to go through to keep yourself at an optimal level. Would you agree? Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of, that's kind of like what people don't want to hear, but also what makes it so rewarding is that it's mm -hmm. never ending because once I managed to lose all that weight and uh, I started becoming confident in myself, like you start kind of looking for what's next and like finding new ways to just keep it fun and interesting. So for me, that was just basically getting into endurance sports and um, it's going to be different for everyone and some people stick to the same things for the rest of their, their life but i like to mix things up and keep things spicy so yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that, that that keeps life uh energetic and speaking of energy i forgot to ask you this did you, you said you had some trouble getting out of bed when you were in that more depressive state. And then once you started walking and getting yourself moving, you noticed that it was a lot easier to get out of bed. Did you notice a difference in your energy shift from, you know, that, that video game depressed child or young adult to where you're at now? Is there a huge difference in your energy or any kind of notice energetically? Yeah, for sure. So like I mentioned, I was struggling to, get out of bed and it, it was just mainly like I was waking up and I was staring into the ceiling like wondering what's the point because when you're just playing video games eating and uh, distracting yourself and okay I, I wasn't really living out it was mainly just like distracting myself and letting the time go by so mm. that's really when I had those thoughts like questioning what's the point of it all so yeah that combined with having an extremely heavy body is made me struggle to get out of bed. And these days um, I'm working full time and I'm training 12 to 15 hours per week. So there's obviously a pretty huge difference increase in terms of energy. And uh, 
I actually just uh, finished uh, Ironman 70.3, which is half the distance of a full Ironman. So, congratulations! Thank you so much. So, there's obviously a huge difference in the energy. How long was the process from when you started, you know, the transformation to a point where you felt like you've made a difference in yourself? That's pretty tricky to answer because um, after I started. Uh, after I started out and until I was at a healthy weight, that was about uh, 18 months. But uh, I'd say like, it didn't really take that long because just like I mentioned, when I cut out soda and started taking the walks, like my quality of life increased so much. So I already felt like I was kind of on the right track and um, I used a lot of visualization. So I basically used uh, I, I, throughout my walks, I usually listened to listened to positive music, and um, I was like uh, visualizing how I would look when I actually made it to my end goal. So mm. I was basically trying to to put myself into how I would how, how I would feel at the finish line before I even got there. Mm. That's a powerful practice of visualization. I do that with clients, you know, to yeah. to see that whatever they're hoping for has already already happened, and you know, to really see all the senses and feel it and taste it and touch it, you know, to build that confidence that it's already there. Um, that helps bring it and manifest it into reality. Um, very interesting story. Endurance sports. So you, you know, you start off in video games, you're lethargic, and then all of a sudden you're into endurance sports. What got you into that? So basically, there's a event in Sweden that's called the Swedish um, Classic Circuit. So it basically consists of a long endurance swimming, biking, running, and uh, cross country skiing event. So there's four different uh, events throughout the year. And if you complete them all in the same calendar year, or, or if you, uh, it doesn't have to be in the same cal calendar year, but if you complete them in one year, you basically get the title that you completed the Swedish classic circuit. So my dad and my brother had completed uh, this event and they were going to do it again. So uh, at this time was just uh, when I had gotten down to a healthy weight and I realized that I also wanted to build my... Uh, endurance because that does um, a lot for the mind and your confidence so mm. it's basically I, I would like kind of describe it like w walking on steroids for your health so to speak <laughs> and uh, they started training for this event and uh, i had a hard time motivating myself to go out to run because i always hated it and it mm. felt really difficult so <laughs> i basically used uh, the swedish uh, classic circuit as a carrot for me to start uh, training my endurance and um, that was about two and a half years ago so we started training together for that and uh, we managed to complete it together which was a really powerful experience just uh, getting closer to my brother and father and having a combined goal mm. combined goal and obviously doing the events together that was something really powerful and yeah. something i will remember for the rest of my life so mm. And basically after that, uh, I wanted to continue challenging myself because um, I really, we, we haven't talked a lot about mindset, but 
I feel like that's really one of the key important things to just like keep finding ways to challenge yourself and keep getting better because it pays such huge dividends. So after I managed to complete the Swedish classic circuit, I wanted to get into uh, this Ironman race. So in Sweden, we have this race that's called uh, um, Ironman Shipping 70.3, which is, uh, like I said, the half the distance of an Ironman. And I was supposed to do it this year, but it got cancelled due to the coronavirus. Mm. But uh, there was this person that uh, he re- essentially replaced the race and he put a limit on uh, how many people could attend. So that would be corona friendly, so to speak. And uh, <laughs> I actually completed that about uh, one month ago. So Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Unbelievable. So you said you like to push yourself. Um, you started a business, uh, to, to help people through transformation and, and I believe with fitness, correct? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I help people make, uh, lifestyle changes, build habits and, uh, achieve certain fitness goals. And, uh, all of this has just been fueled of my own transformation because all my services are uh, essentially extensions of myself. So it's just me taking my experience, my knowledge, and uh, creating a tailored approach to whoever I'm serving. Because just like we talk about what might work for me doesn't necessarily work for you or someone else. So I feel like that's extremely important when you're, when you're helping people or you're looking to hire someone is that they take that into consideration. Yeah, no, it's very important to, to make sure that the person that you're talking to not only knows what they're talking about, but actually went through it. And you you could you can get a sense if somebody's authentic or not with the material. You could tell if they're just a book reader or if they've applied kind of what they've learned. And with life coaching or any kind of coaching, you know, there's no specific class. There's no, I mean, they have classes to get a certification, but there's no college level courses to take on life. You know, you have to go through yeah. the experience. And there's an archetype of how life is, you know, there's that, quote unquote hero's journey where you hit, you have darkness and you, you hit a low and you kind of go into the underworld and you start to take yourself serious and accept yourself and work and build and you have trials and errors and you meet mentors and then you kind of come up and, and you're a new person and that's the quote unquote archetypical journey. Um, but everyone's experience is different. Um, but if you don't go through that journey, then you don't have the quote unquote certification or degree to be able to help somebody because how could you help somebody when you haven't really helped yourself, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, um, I talk a lot about, um, walking the talk basically. And, uh, I guess that's a summarized version of what you just explained with the hero's journey. And I really love that because that's really where you find, find out who you are, what you stand for and, um, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Yeah, yeah, the hero's journey. Uh, Joseph Campbell. Are you familiar with his work? No, actually, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you would love it. When I started reading it, I was like, "Oh, I went through that." You know, oh my goodness, like this is a this is an arc. And then you look at stories like uh, you know any even like the Hunger Games. There's always this archetype of of the hero's journey where Katniss, you know, she got hit with the unknown and then she went into this underworld and she was meeting all these people she never knew and she had a mentor and then, you know, she came out a different person. And, you know, that's just the story of of really becoming yourself. 
and, and, and in that individual that we all are, unique individuals. So we're getting close to the end here. I like to end off with a few fun questions. Um, and I guess the first question I always like to ask is this world is so mysterious and beautiful and expansive, but there's so many mysteries out there. Um, and I'm wondering personally for you with mind, body, or life, what's one question you wish you had the answer to? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think I would say how the subconscious mind works. Mm. Because I feel like the subconscious mind runs the show. And um, if I had complete knowledge how that works, I feel like I would be quite unlimited and unstoppable. <laughs> I think you'd be a Nobel Prize winner if you had that knowledge. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one yet. I've heard death. I've heard consciousness, but not subconsciousness. Um, and that's sort of that realm I believe, let's see if, if you agree, that realm of, of what those information downloads come from. Yeah, exactly. And um, we didn't really talk about it, but we, we got into a little bit about visualization. And um, like I kind of did it before I really knew that you were supposed to do it, so to speak. So it was just something that I like. I kind of like started doing randomly, but uh, obviously it's something that's works out great and now I do it a lot in my meditation sessions because uh, I feel like that's the most powerful time to do it because when you can get into the subconscious mind and uh, get into those deep states and that's actually where you can really feel it and really get into the emotions mm. of how something actually feels and uh, if we can feel and experiencing experience something before we actually done it doing it in the conscious, so to speak, is going to be so much easier. Yeah, yeah. They actually did some research um, on, on people just watching videos of a piano piece and not actually playing the piano, but just watching it. And then when they go play the piece, they play it a lot better than somebody that's just taking it on, uh, you know, at, at, the, at a first try. Do you, are you familiar with this research? Yeah, uh, I think it's been cited in two or three books that I read, and it uh, blows my mind every time I hear it. Right? It's so cool. Um, and, and you can do that with anything, you know, and I know um, you're sort of familiar with skiing. Um, and like downhill skiers, they visualize themselves on, you know, whatever trail they're going on or whatever competition. And, you know, I always heard of it, but I never really thought that deeply into what was really going on. And it's kind of playing into what we're talking about. They're actually putting themselves there. They're tasting and smelling and feeling the ride and, and really putting themselves in that, in that subconscious mind. So when they're there, their mind's not scattered and confused and lost. It's sort of in that quote unquote flow state. Yeah. And I'd just like to dive into one thing that uh, a lot of people talk like visualizing the positive and, um, what you want out of life. I think that's awesome. But one thing that I actually learned from David Goggins, which I feel like is really powerful, is actually visualizing the obstacles as well. Because if you only visualize the positive, your experience is, um, I think that's super helpful, like I said, but uh, there's always go going to be obstacles and challenges. So if you can actually start to map out and prepare for them before they actually happen, I think there's a lot of strength in that as well. That is powerful. Yeah, because, you know, obstacles, like you said, happen. And if you're only focusing on the good, 
and, and then something hits you, you, you're not ready for it. But if you're ready for it, um, wow, that is a power. So David Goggins, huh? Yeah. I was funny. I was going to ask you any favorite books or quotes or inspirations, uh, in, in that push you along the experiences. Is, is David one of those that helped you through this transformation? Um, not really. I started getting into, into his work, uh, when I was like in the, in the middle, I should say, or okay. something, but basically w w one of my favorite quotes is basically easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. Mm. Cause I feel like there's a lot of power in that. Mm. Is that David or is that somebody else? That's something else. Uh, I think it's called it uh, Jersey Gregory. I'm not too familiar Okay. With this work, but uh, I heard it on Tim Ferriss' uh, TED Talk, and it's something that has been uh, that that's seriously resonated with me, and uh, it's something I built my life around. So, through your journey, another question is maybe a, um, I guess, the most difficult lesson you've learned. I think the most difficult lesson is that I'm responsible, and uh, that's empowering, and it's also scary as hell because. Uh, when you uh, when you accept that you're responsible for basically everything that happens to you, obviously there's going to be things that we can't control. But uh, when you accept that, you have no one else to blame but yourself. So that's when you're going to find your best results. But it's also going to take the most out of you as a person. So I think if you're accepting that, you essentially I think that's essentially the first step onto becoming the hero. And if you don't accept that, you're basically like holding back, escaping and uh, not playing out your story. You're just avoiding it. Yeah. Wow. I love that. So any message for anyone out there that's listening, you know, something personal you want to tell them or anything that's coming up for you that they may want, may want to hear? I just want people to realize that change is possible and we basically have more or less limited potential. It's just uh, a matter of taking action and uh, staying true to yourself. So that's my take home message to all the beautiful people out there that's listening to this show. It was really a pleasure to have you on here. I thank you so much for coming and sharing the story. Thanks for taking the time and bringing me up.